What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, January 9th, 2013. You guys are listening to episode 143, part one. I'm going to have another uh, another section on this with a special guest comedian, uh, Giannis Pappas. Um, you know, we're out here in Cleveland together doing some shows, and uh, but I wanted to get this one out there. <clears throat> Didn't want to wait any longer. I know you guys have been waiting for it, so... Um, I'm going to do part one, put it out there, get it out there so you can listen to that, download it, get it on iTunes, and then uh, we're going to record part two and have that out there for you, hopefully by tonight or tomorrow. Um, It's, uh, I get it, it's cold, it's cold everywhere, I'm not going to fucking talk about the cold, that's all people keep talking about, yes, it's cold, it's six degrees, it's cold, guess what, it's January on the East Coast. Okay, I know it's colder in other places, but this is what happens. And then you know what's going to happen? There's going to be a fucking heat wave in August, and everybody's going to say, oh my God, it's so hot, the temperatures haven't been this high. Yeah, there is global warming, and then it's going to get freezing next winter, and then they're going to say there's not global warming. It's all bullshit, okay? It's winter, everybody. It's fucking January. It's January. Go get your North Face jacket on, okay? Wear your gloves and shut up. Enjoy it. I know it's hard to enjoy it, but by enjoy it, I mean stay home and sit by the fire. Make it work. Have a good time. Who the fuck is calling? Uh, I'm doing a podcast now. I can't answer this phone call, but anyway, I hope everybody's good. I hope everybody's staying warm. I got to be honest. I do feel, I do feel for the uh, homeless. I mean, this has got to suck. I mean, being homeless, like, I, I mean, there's really not even jokes about it. You know, other than the fact that like this hopefully will make like the people who are just lazy alcoholics be like, look, I got to get a job because I can't fucking I can't do this anymore. Like it's too cold for to fuck around like, you know, that'd be a great headline in the news. Homeless, lazy guy says, fuck this, getting job too cold. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty funny. I'll talk about that later. Anyway. Um, I'm out here in Cleveland, and um, I had the week off. I was not going to be, you know, doing many shows this week. And uh, Giannis Pappas, uh, you guys may know Giannis from his hilarious characters on YouTube, Mr. Panos and uh, Mauricia, and um, and he's, you know, a fucking hilarious, awesome stand-up, man. Great, he's funny as shit, and, um, you know, me and Giannis are good friends, and it sucked because Giannis moved down to Miami because he is a co-host of um, the the ABC's affiliate uh, Fusion Network uh, morning show, and now they're moving to like prime time, prime time, and it's a pop culture show. And Giannis is kind of one of the anchors and comedic relief on that show, so he went down to Miami for that. But uh, he came to New York around the holidays, and we were standing outside the stand, and he said to me, "Yo, Verz, what are you doing on uh, January eighth to eleventh?" You got anything? And I was like, you know what? I don't. That that kind of that that block in my calendar is is empty. I'm just chilling out. I was gonna, you know, do some writing, maybe run into some, you know, in some clubs in the city and 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 run some quick sets and do stuff like that. And he's like, hey man, he's like, I'm I'm at hilarities in Cleveland. You want to come out? And uh, I was like, you know, to be with a buddy on the road, and you know, as long as they make. Make it make sense for me. My manager made it make sense. We're out here together. We're having a great time. Last night was the first show. Um, we had a good, great time. Um, and again, I'm going to, uh, part two, I'll talk to Giannis about some shit. It'll be fun. But uh, part one here, got some stuff that I want to talk to you guys about. 
Um, I'm feeling a little better, man. But um, last night when we got into Cleveland, uh, I drove in. I drove in. I left New York at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and I got to Cleveland at 5.30. really wasn't bad, though. Nice, smooth sailing. Easy drive. Um, and I get in, and Giannis was already in. He flew in from Miami, and we met for dinner before the show, and we go to this great place for dinner, and I eat. We had some seafood. I had, I had a steak. I had this, um, this spinach. And everything was good. And then we go to the club. It's like 15 minutes later, get ready for the show, go down to the showroom. And my stomach started getting really weird. And that's not like me after I eat. Like, I'm, I've never, knock on wood, I've never really had food poisoning or I've never had anything like that. And I got to tell you, man, my stomach was rumbling to the point where I was like, look, there's a chance if I if I try to, and I'm not trying to be gross here, but I'm like, if I try to let out some gas, like, I may shit all over myself and, like, there won't be, like, I, I won't be able to go on the show. So I don't know what, you know, what to do here. And uh, it was just bad. Let's just say I was making trips before and right after my set to the bathroom. Didn't feel so good. Stomach was queasy and messed up. Rough night, all night, just my stomach. Something's not right. I don't know. So, of course, I Google shit. I look it up. The steak I ordered, I ordered it medium rare. And this shit came back red. Like, the steak was rare. Like, almost purple in the middle. And it was delicious, but I'm thinking something. I'm thinking something with that. Now, luckily, I didn't get, like, to the point where I was shivering sick. I didn't get that. But there was something was off with the food that I ate because it happened... 10, 15 minutes after I ate, and it was definitely that, and that never has happened to me, so, and I also didn't eat a lot before that, because on the drive from New York, I had a couple of, you know, like, I had like a little, like a Nutri-Grain bar, I had water, I had vitamin water, I wasn't drinking, you know, I mean, I wasn't eating anything really heavy, and, um, and then real early in the morning, I just had a quick uh, little wake-up wrap and coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, and it wasn't that, so I'm, I'm thinking that it was these big scallops, I had um, I had the spinach, which was just really kind of the spinach was had a lot of oil, a lot of garlic, and then I think this really rare steak did me fucking in for a second. But um, I'm back. I'm not puking, and I'm sure as time goes by, I'll be getting better. I hope. I'll let you guys know if I have to pause this uh, <laughs> if I have to pause this podcast. But um, oh, I want to thank everybody. Um, who had nice things to say. I did a, um, for a Gotham Comedy Club uh, sponsors or puts together a charity um, for uh, domestic violence. And uh, it is every year in Red Bank at uh, Two River Theater in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. And I got to tell you, man, like, it was such a good time. It was me. It was Marina Franklin. It was Kyle Grooms and Jimmy Fela, and um, it was awesome. I did it last year, and um, you know they let me close it out last year, and I kind of kept everybody in there really late, and I kept asking, "Can I keep going?" But I had a great time, and they brought me back again, and um, it was really nice. And everybody had nothing but nice things to say. It was a really good time. So thank everybody. They're really nice people. 
Um, they come out for, and even if you got like, they obviously they don't want you to talk about like beating anybody, but they they go for the ride and they were a great crowd. So thank you for every, and, and I got to tell you, that place is so cool. I'm thinking about doing, um, I'm thinking about doing my uh, album there. It's like, uh, it's nice. It's like this 340 person theater, but it's real intimate right up on the stage. And it's weird. It looks like it fits 150 people. And then you actually look at it and it fits 340, but the way it's designed, you know, it's just one of those, it's, it's really cool. And I'm thinking about, uh, taping my debut album there. So, uh, you know, I'll let you guys know, but you know, we're looking to do this, uh, we're looking to get this, uh, taping done hopefully by March and then, um, you know, we got to figure out the venue and, uh, that's the front runner right now. That's definitely the front runner. Um, well, I talked about it last week on episode 142 and I'm doing this podcast from my hotel. So if you guys hear like air coming on, like I can't do that. I can't call up the fucking downstairs, but yeah, can you, cause it's like on some automated thing. Like I can't even do it from my room. They upgraded this hotel and like, I, I, you know, so I can't just be like, yeah, can you guys shut down the air systems on uh, the 14th floor so I could finish my podcast? I can't do that. So anyway, I talked about it last week and sure enough, it was a story this week. Uh, that's the timing of the Verzi Effect podcast, everybody. That's what it is. Okay. It's the timing. It's perfect. I had no idea this was going to happen, but I talked about Bigfoot. I talked about finding Bigfoot. I talked about these people, these grown adults running into woods with heavy and expensive equipment and finding nothing but sticks and footprints and hearing howling noises and saying Bigfoot is there, all the bullshit. And sure enough, a hunter named Rick Dyer killed a Bigfoot, they're saying. They're saying... I guess he was talking to Opie and Anthony about it. I saw that post and then I read about it. And I got really interested in it. And apparently this guy did a, a, a Bigfoot hoax a couple years back, maybe 2009 or something, where there was like a, a, a costume that he put on. But now he showed a picture of it. They had an autopsy of it at a college or something. And they said all the proof and DNA and all that stuff is coming out. But this thing was white. This thing looked like the abominable snowman or whatever. I don't know if you guys saw it. I'm not even making this up. And uh, I'm just going, are you shitting me? Now, listen, I feel like it would have made a lot more national news than it did. It's probably, I mean, I don't know, but what he did was he had, he had 150 people that he invited to see this thing laying there. And he had the corpse, the body of this Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, sitting there. And like people were like, oh my God, and they were freaking out and he took a picture of it and he showed it. So who knows? But they said that they got this thing. You got to read more about it. it, it it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it's going to come back as bullshit because I would think that in the history of the world, only getting one. And this is a guy that had a costume on something, so who knows. But he did take a picture of it. People did see it, and he said he's going to come out with a press conference, and there's going to be proof and all this stuff that he got it, and that he's the world's greatest Bigfoot tracker and all this stuff. Who knows? Now, you know, and if it's true, how fucking pissed are the finding Bigfoot people? They're going to be like, we oh, yeah, our show's getting... Well, actually, it'll, it maybe helped the show, but it also looked like they don't know what the hell they're doing. And this guy, you know, this guy did it. And apparently how he did it was he went to Walmart and got packs of ribs. And then he, like, he nailed the ribs to a tree. And he said he watched the thing walk up to the tree, grab the ribs, like, nonchalantly, and just start walking away with the ribs... 
and then he shot it, and he said he watched it go down, and he watched it lay there, and then he said he was crying as he watched it take its last breath. Now, if this guy's lying, you know, that'd be fucked up, but I mean... That would really be fucked up if he just, like, murdered some burly-looking motherfucker. <laughs> some big, just hairy guy who's just, like, decided, like, the hell with, like, technology. He didn't even want, he didn't even do the Amish thing. He's just like, I'm going in the woods in a cave. I'm going to naturally grow hair out, and I'm just going to be, you know, and I'm probably the environment's going to make me big and strong. And he got murdered by this guy. He takes a shit to, like, fucking Duke University, and they're like, yeah, this is a human being. You... You murdered a uh, you <laughs> you murdered a caveman, uh, but what are the chances that I shit on this thing and then? They, but it can't be real, can it? I don't know. Only one ever to get caught, and that's like the he like disgraced the Bigfoot like secret forever. This guy's like gonna go down in Bigfoot books as like the biggest blunder. They're all sitting in a cave with each other, shaking their heads. <laughs> they're, all sitting, they're all shaking their heads going, man, he fucked up, man. We had a secret going and the legend of the fucking white, you know, I don't know. But what are the chances? I can't believe that I was talking about this and then this thing happened. But let me know. Can somebody please, if you're listening to this. Please let me know if you if you know anything further or if you're from that area or something. Please let me know about that. Okay, I want to know uh, if you know what news. I'm trying to read more about it and stuff. So hopefully, I can find some information out and talk about it more. Because it kind of does fascinate me. What fascinates me is that like if it is real, which I don't think it's real, but if it if if it is real, all of the pictures and the picture that he took. It just looks like a mixture of a man and a giant fucking monkey. And it's weird to me that, like, it has, like, I, like the way it looks. It kind of freaks me out. And it's like, what are they waiting on? You know? Was there going to be, like, some big Bigfoot like, revolution against humans that they're all going to just start running out of the woods, just taking people? That'd be a sick movie. Forget Planet of the Apes, man. How about the invasion of, like, the Yetis or some shit? You know? That would be sick. That'd be a good movie, man. Like, all of a sudden, like, there's a lot of news reports of, like, more sightings and more hunters are showing up missing. I could write this Hollywood script right now. You know, they're missing and, you know, it's like... More TV shows of like that Finding Bigfoot shit goes out there because there's all these sightings and something and you know you got the skeptics like me and the people kind of making fun of it and just thinking it's bullshit and then all of a sudden like one day there's like rumblings from the woods all over the world and these Bigfoots just storm out and just start fucking taking over the world killing and fucking throwing fucking humans around and that'd be pretty sick. The Attack of the Yetis 3D. I'd go see that shit. That'd be pretty good. Better than some of this other shit. They're bringing Godzilla back. You know. Um, so that's that's that. I'm going to read more about it, but I thought that that was pretty interesting. Now, um, speaking of movies, um, I'm actually going to the movies tonight with Giannis here because uh, we, we there's really not much to do in Cleveland. And um, we're going to go see a movie. But I did see 
I did not see Wolf of Wall Street, and I don't want to review it because it's just been out and talked about too much. And you know, so I mean, if I do see it, obviously I'll talk about it and give my opinion on it. But uh, I'm gonna probably see something else tonight, and you know, or you know, and and review another movie, maybe something newer that comes out. Because um, tonight they do that midnight movie for. I'd like to see that Lone Survivor too. I heard it's one of the most realistic war movies since uh, Private Ryan. So I'd like to check that out. But. Um, Kids movies. I'll talk about kids movies. I did never saw uh, Despicable Me one or two, and uh, I just did. I just saw both of my kids, and I, I liked it. I really did. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was clever. I thought it was funny. I thought Steve Carell did a good job. My my son was a little afraid of Despicable Me two when the um, the minions got the shot in the neck or whatever. They just got the shot and they turned into those purple little freaky ones. That kind of freaked him out. And and I get it because like when like I when I was a little kid I still to this day I think I'm gonna mention this on another podcast but still to this day man the, was it the Wicked Witch from the West or the East or I don't know the, the, the green chick flying around in the fucking uh, Wizard of Oz man that freaked me out I'm not gonna lie that freaked me out I remember I was like 12 years old freaked out about that I was freaked because I think it freaked me out so much when I was like five or six that when I saw it like later I just had this weird feeling so I get it but. You know, when you're a four-year-old kid and you see something that you think is funny, like the Minion, which he liked, and then all of a sudden it's like running around purple and angry, um, he couldn't really, it kind of freaked him out, but, so now, and I'm like, oh, let's watch Despicable Me, he's always like, one, let's just watch one, let's watch Despicable Me one, (laughs) but it was pretty good, and those movies, man, they show a lot of, like, pain in life, like, those Disney movies show, like, it talks about, like, loneliness and death, it's, 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 I guess it's kind of good for the kids to know that there's like life is sad and shitty, but um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like it's good that it's not all just little kid shit. Like it's not just all a little goofy. Like it kind of just shows, like in life, there's gonna be that and stuff. I think it, like, you know, I mean, you don't want to, you know, two year olds not gonna get it, but I think four or five years old they could kind of get it. But I liked the Despicable Me uh, movies, and uh, but I did like one better than the first one. So, and I know I probably lost most of you people who don't have kids and don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> all right, everybody, let's talk. Let's it. Let's get into unacceptable for the week. Okay. Unacceptable for the week. Doing it a little early during this show, but here we go. Unacceptable for the week. Mine. Giannis may have one later. My unacceptable for the week. These mass email jokes from people's jobs that they think are so funny. You know? And it's the same people sending it. Everyone's got that. It keeps coming up to your inbox, and it might be a distant relative that that, that you know just is trying to be. It's like I get it. It's yeah, it's a corporate thing. Everyone's going around talking about it. It's not that funny. Stop sending me shit. Okay, yeah, oh, great, yeah, the president's in a funny fucking hat, oh, yeah, yeah, what is he, a Muslim, no, maybe, yeah, I don't, it's stupid, I don't care, I don't care about, this is a stupid joke, stop mass emailing me shit, okay, I'm a grown man, and I have fucking emails I need to go through, and I don't need to see, oh, my God, this just got passed around in my office from Susie, this is so funny, must read, so funny, it's like, it's not funny, it's not funny. It's fucking stupid. 
And even the ones that are pretty good and funny, don't mass email me every one of them. I get it. There's funny people out there. There's funny jokes out there. I get it. I understand it. I'm in that business, actually. Yes, things are funny. It's great. But, like, stop mass email. Every time I got to clear out and I see the same name and the same, oh, my God, this is ridiculously funny. Read the whole thing. Scroll down to the bottom. Watch what it says. Great reveal. Shut, stop it. It's not that funny. It's not that great of a reveal. It's a great reveal and it's funny for you because you're sitting in a shitty cubicle and, and, and it gives you an escape for eight seconds realizing that you're fucking underpaid and you're making somebody else rich. That's what it is. Oh my God, did you see that one? Did you see that one thing? Where, where the, yeah, the grandfather said that but then he showed him his dick. Oh my God, it's stop mass email and it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to fucking fill somebody's inbox with stupid shit that you and your dumb corporation think are funny. Stop it, okay? Call me up. If you're a, if you're a real friend, I don't need an email. Call me up and tell me some funny shit that happened. You know, don't, don't, listen, and I'm not saying that some of them aren't funny. And I'm not saying that 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 it's not a good little, but like stop doing it all the time. I don't need my inbox every day with five things. And the heading is always, now this, now this is taught, is, is what I call a, a hookup with a woman. And then you put it on and it's just some like, wow, this woman's really outgoing at dinner. And then like you scroll down and it's some chick with her tits out like at the table and everybody's laughing. It's not, it's not that funny. <laughs> you know I just it, it's every time I just you know what I got to the point where I let it happen for years and I've never talked about it on the show I've never had it as an unacceptable because I'm like all right you know these people are trying to be funny I get it you know and then finally I went to my inbox I was trying to clear shit out I was looking at work emails I was looking at stuff and I just kept seeing them pop up and it's always just xxx out delete xx check 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 box delete check and I just got to the point where I was like I have to take time out of my day to 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 stop the shit that you think is so funny And let me tell you something if if it's that many it's not that funny You know, so um, I'm sorry here. My phone keeps going off. Uh, So that's unacceptable for a week. Stop sending mass email jokes. Not all of them are funny. If you have to send 50 to get two really good ones, it's shitty and it's filling somebody's inbox, which is unnecessary. You're making them do unnecessary work by having to X out the stupid shit. Stop it. It's unacceptable for the week. There you go. That's it. End of story. Done. So now we got a little sports to talk about, everybody. And what a BCS National Championship game that was, right? And it was nice because I didn't have... It was one of those times where... Because you can't watch football. It's, I mean, I, listen, I have two kids. It's, you can't watch football with kids. You can't. I was excited to be home on Sunday and Monday. I was so excited to be home on Sunday eat some food, help my wife with stuff in the house, make sure that, you know, the house is perfect and all that shit. And, and, and we had some food and I'm sitting on a couch and I'm ready to watch the games. And listen, I love my kids. I love hanging out with my kids. But parents understand that when you 
you know, want to sit down and watch a game or do something your kids are just asking or someone's crying or someone needs this. And my son and daughter are like three years apart. So my, my son's my son's about to be five in a few months. And my daughter, well, no, actually, he's like, he's like four and a half, but my daughter's one and a half. And, you know, she's starting to get really, she's like really advanced for her age and she's able to communicate and talk and she's hilarious, she's adorable, all that stuff. But my son has a hard time, like, not giving her a hard time. Like, if she takes something, he wants to take it. If she wants to play with something he's playing with, he, like, he says no. So she starts freaking out. So I'm sitting here and all I want to watch is fucking third and eight. You know, Packers, Niners, third and eight. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard. The kids are running around. Before you know it, you look up. It's like, you know, halfway through the third quarter, you saw like four plays of the game, even though you're keeping an eye on the score because your kids, and it's tough and all that. So, and, and, and listen, that's what it is, man. That's what having kids is. Like, I remember getting a little frustrated, and I was like, damn, I can't. And my wife was like, that's what it is when you have two babies in the house. And, and she's right. She's right. You, you... That's the, that, you know, look, at the end of the day, even if you're off your home, those kids need to do something. They get bored. You know, they, they couldn't go outside. See, that's the other thing. It was so cold and there was snow outside and it was freezing that they really couldn't go outside. And I mean, my son needs a football field because he just wants to run, play, you know, then talk to you, then sit down, play a game, then run some more. Like he's, he's just like nonstop. You know, like, this kid, they should send this kid to the fucking World Cup soccer team and just, he fuck, he'll just keep running. He just teach him how to kick a ball. He will not stop running. He doesn't stop running. Like, I, I don't, I, I look at him, I'm like, I, I don't know how you're doing. I don't know how this is physically possible, how you just, he just, I mean, I hope he's an athlete. I, I, you know, if he's not, I know he's super smart, so I'm cool with either, whatever he wants to do, this kid. But, I mean, try watching a football game with a one-and-a-half-year-old and a four-and-a-half-year-old that can't go outside because of the freezing cold and the snow and... It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, and, and I was sitting there and I was like, man, this is, this is tough. But Monday night, Monday night, kids are sleeping. They went right to bed. And I was able to actually sit on the couch. And I made sure because of that, that I was like not looking at my phone, not looking online, not doing anything. I'm putting the phone to the side. I'm doing, I'm, I'm sitting there. And I am going to watch this college football game. And it was awesome. And, like, you appreciate your your loneliness, I guess, when you're watching a game when you're a parent. Cherish those moments, fathers and mothers. Cherish those moments if you want to watch the game. No kids. The kids are sleeping, you know, and it's just... You on the couch, and what a game it was, which was awesome because you never know if it's, you know, and I knew it was going to be a good game when Florida State, like, started losing by a lot at the beginning because, you know, Florida State was too good to to really get, you know, blown out, and they kind of kept it together, and they scored before the half, or they got the ball at the half too, after the half, and uh, Jameis Winston came through in the end, and... um, it was yeah, it was it was a really good game and it it's always good when you watch a football game and you're at the edge of your seat on the last drive with like two downs to go. It's either they're going to get a touchdown and win or they're not and they're going to lose and it was a right, right there and he did it and he delivered and um it was a great game to watch. I was I was like really pleased with that. 
and and also the NFL games this weekend were really good. Now I know my uh, yeah, I fucked up with that Eagles prediction, and 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 it's a shame that I did. But listen, both of my Super Bowl picks are still in it. I did think the Eagles. I think you know I said the Eagles need to get past the Eagles need to get past the Saints, and if they get past that game, I think they could go to Seattle and beat the Seahawks. And uh, obviously, we're never going to see that because the Saints uh, beat them with a last-minute field goal. That was another great game, but the Saints beat them with a last-minute field goal. Now they go to Seattle, and um, right, I think they go to Seattle. And the thing about the Saints playing in Seattle is that um, I know Seattle has home field. I just was making sure that the Saints were the team. Yeah, I think they are. Um, but here's the problem with the Saints playing the Seahawks is Seattle Seahawks beat the shit out of the Saints last year in Seattle, and then and then the Saints came back to Seattle this year for their revenge game, and they got the shit kicked out of them again. So Seattle just matches up really good against the Saints. They know how to beat the Saints. And I, my personal opinion is I think it's a shame it's not the Eagles because I think the Eagles running game would have totally stabilized the game. I think the Eagles running game, because that McCoy kid, has, that kid is special. I think that kid would have taken the crowd out of the game. The Eagles usually don't get blown out with this running game and this quarterback because they don't make too many mistakes. So I I think that um, that would have I think that they would have been able to go in there, take the crowd out as much as they possibly could, and go in there and win a game with like a last minute field goal. That's not going to happen. And I think the Saints are are in over their heads. I don't think the Saints could do it. I hope I'm wrong. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row. That's what I'm hearing. So hopefully that happens. Um, I'd like to see a team go in there, not to mention the fact that I may have a little wager on that. So, um, but, you know, that 49ers-Packers game, another it was great. It was just a great thing. The only really shitty game was the Bengals. The Bengals just laid an egg, man, at home. Undefeated at home all year, and then they lose like that at home uh, in the playoffs to a Chargers team that backed into the playoffs. So that was a pretty bad performance. Quarterback had a bad game. Um you know, in your building, losing like that, uh, this whole tenure of with the coach, they've never won. Cincinnati has not won a playoff game with this coach in what like ten years. So that was the only bad one. But um, my Super Bowl picks are still in. I said that the uh, Denver, I believe, week one. I got to go back and look, but I believe I said week one. Um that uh, the Broncos would go to the Super Bowl against the 49ers and the 49ers were going to win it. I think that's what I said. Um, But I know that I picked the 49ers and the Broncos. Remember when I was picking games and I before the the season, two weeks before I made my final prediction, I was going to say the Falcons. And I don't know why, but I backed off of it. I said, no, I said, no, there's something I just, I don't know. And I went right back to the 49ers and then the 49ers played bad, but now they won seven in a row. So, and there's what I'm saying is people, I know somewhat of what I'm talking about here. Okay. But is it Peyton's year to win again? Because if Peyton doesn't win his second one this year, I don't think he's going to win one. So, I mean, if if the Broncos and Peyton Manning were ever going to win a Super Bowl and get Peyton a second one, I think it's this year. Because if it doesn't happen this year... Um, you know, I mean, maybe they'd have one more shot next year, but I just feel like this year with their offense going the way it is, the amount of games that they've won, uh, I, I think that they, they need to, to lock it down this year. They need to get to New York and play. 
Uh, I believe the AFC Championship game will be in Denver against the Patriots, and I believe that Denver will get by them, slightly get by them. But you never know with Belichick. Would I be shocked if New England went to the Super Bowl? How can you be? Fucking that's what they do. And then they lose it to the Giants. Oh, that's right. I will always have that, everybody. I don't give a shit how many wins Belichick gets. I don't give a shit what the New England Patriots do. Okay, at the end of the day, when the New England Patriots line up across from the New York football giants in the Super Bowl, they fucking lose. And I love every minute of it. Take that, Boston fans. We always have that. You could have your little fucking bearded fucking freaks on the fucking baseball diamond. You could have Napoli's beard down to his knees and stupid shit. And big sloppy with his HGH guys running around with their, you know, baggy uniforms and and stupid beards and that little sandbox of a stadium that you got there. But at the end of the day, 28 world championships for the New York Yankees and the New York Giants just beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's what they do. Take that, Boston. Oh, I'm on fire right now. Take that. Yeah, I'm bitter. I'm bitter because New York sports are bad right now. New York sports are bad right now. What are you going to do? I mean, you can't always have you can't always have it good. And I don't like when people are like, "Well, you guys have so many teams there, somebody should be winning." I don't care about the other teams that are in New York. I don't. I care about my teams. I care about the Knicks, I care about the Giants, and I care about the Yankees. I don't care about hockey. I don't care about the Brooklyn Nets. I can't stand. I mean, that's one of my least. I mean, I, I wish them nothing but the season they're having this year. Uh, so what else? What else are we going to talk about on part one here? You know, I could shut this down now because we're over halfway through and then just bring Giannis on this. I could do that. But I'm going to give a little more. We're going to go into a little overtime here. Give you guys more than an hour for the show which I want to do because you guys are the coolest fans, coolest podcast fans. Getting more tweets and more text about the podcast, everybody. Thank you. There's nothing better than when I get a tweet, somebody saying, hey, man, just heard, uh, you know, just heard that thing you did. Somebody apparently liked my, um, you know, this New York Sports AA meeting. (laughs) I was thinking about that after. That would be a funny sketch. That would really be a funny sketch where you just see like a group of adults sitting around in like a circle, you know, and in like a like a middle school gymnasium for an AA meeting. And they're like, "Hey, you know, my name is Jeff. I'm a New York Knicks fan." And I was like, "Hey, Jeff." And you're like, "Yeah, it's been since uh, <laughs> that'd be so funny, man. I'd be like, "Yeah, it's been it's been three three weeks since my last game. I just had to watch it. You know, they were hitting threes and." And he just puts his head down and he starts breaking down. And then they're like, and what was the final score, Jeff? And he was like, (laughs) we lost 102 to 101. That's why you can't watch, Jeff. That's why. That'd be a funny sketch, man. Fuck, I wish I had more time and fucking cameras at my disposal. Like, that's the thing that sucks about this business. Is that there's so many, uh, there's so many different, like, there's so many different opportunities for stuff and, and funny ideas which I probably shouldn't have been doing on my fucking comedy podcast here that people could take, but um, they'll know because I'll just put you on blast because if you do it, I'll just say, oh, hey, everybody, listen to minute 34 to 35 of the Verzi effect and then look at what this sketch is. 
and tell me who stole it. All right, I haven't had to shit or have diarrhea soon, during this during this yet, so I'm thinking that the ginger ale and everything is working and everything is out of me, and I'm hoping that whatever freaking thing went into my system has kind of settled itself. That's what I'm hoping for, because that is not a good feeling. And like, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do mid set? Like, if I'm on stage mid set. And I just shit myself. If I just shit my pants. I'm like, let's say I'm like, let's say the show's going well. Because if the show's going bad, you could just kind of be like, you could kind of bail out. And then like if, I mean, I, I would never bail out though of my minutes. I just, I'm not built like that. I don't think I would do it. But um, it'd be funny if like you just bailed out because you had shit in your pants. And like the booker was like, what are you doing? You can't do that. And you're like, you want to know what I'm doing? Look at this shit. And you just pull down your pants. You go, literally, look at this shit. I can't. And then he would be like, all right, never mind. Point taken. But what if you're killing and you got shit in your pants? Do you just, do you just, I guess you just got to suck it up, man. You just got to deal with, you got to deal with the shit is what you got to do. I mean, you couldn't stay and like talk to the crowd afterwards. That's for sure. But you got You'd have to do it. I was worried about that, man. I was just like, dude, I got it. <clears throat> this is bad. This is really bad. We had a great conversation last night, uh, Giannis and I. We had this conversation about. Um, we just had this conversation about like, you know, comedy fans and like the shit that they say after they see you perform and stuff. We were having a really good time. Um, no disrespect to Cleveland at all, but it's a tough city to be in alone. Like, the, it, when it's cold, and it, 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 it's really, like... Well, the one thing about Cleveland that I noticed is that it's dreary. You know, it's it's a dreary... It, it, like, everywhere, it's a kind of dark... Like, the streets at night of the downtown, it almost looks like a Hollywood set. There is something cool about it. And we were talking, Giannis was saying, too, like, you can you can definitely... You could definitely see like the the history here, and 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 you know that some things you know went down here, and and that it's it's a really kind of cool place with some character and stuff like that. You could sense that, but it's also very dark and dreary. And as I mentioned the last time I was here a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, the homeless are, are truly aggressive out here. You know, like I'm kind of glad these homeless are people are cold out here, just because they're so aggressive that like it at least tones down there. It tones down their, um, you know, their pitch. They don't go as hard. But this one dude literally gave, like, said, man, hey, man, can I ask you for a quick fit? And I go, I got nothing. And he just gave me this dirty look, like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, are you, like, don't, fu- like, don't look at me like that. And the cop outside was giving him shit. The cop out here is so cool. Bo Diaz, man. Bo is uh, like the security cop, but he's actually a sergeant now, so he just kind of patrol, like make sure everyone's doing their job, but he's the cop and the security of the club out here, and so cool, man, he just gives, he just fucking goes right into these people, man, he's like, man, stop harassing these people, this and that, and like the homeless goes, I would never, I'm not trying to be bothered by you, man, I'm not, and then as soon as the cop leaves, he's like, yo, man, I ask you for a favor, and the homeless guy outside the comedy club is like, yo, I got a funny joke for you, man, you want to hear a funny joke? And I was like, uh, I got nothing. And then he didn't even want to tell the joke. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start being aggressive to the aggressive homeless. That's what I'm going to start doing. 
he told me this story, Bo, uh, the cop, he told me this great story where he said, this guy, like, they come up with stories. He goes, man, he goes, it's freezing cold. I just ran out of gas. My family is sitting in the car freezing a quarter of a mile down the road. And Bo goes, all right, come on, let's go. And he goes, who what? He goes, if, he goes, you're going to give me $5? And he goes, no. He goes, I'm going to, we're going to go to where your family is sitting in that car. Okay. And then I'm going to give you $40 if they're sitting in the car. And the homeless guy just stared at him and then just walked away. It's like, you fucking liar, man. It's like, I, 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 would, I would stop lying. I got to be honest, man. Like, the people that come up and they're like, man, anything you could do, I'm really struggling out here. Anything you could do, I'd appreciate. Like, I like that. But, you know, that's, a, that's fine. But don't, don't do the other thing. You know, don't, don't. Like, fuck you, bum. Get the fuck away from me with your stupid lies. It's going to be a cold night, motherfucker. Stop lying. Maybe good things will come your way. Seriously, man. What goes around comes around. Be a good person. Shit will happen. You know? Fucking lie to me. I I know you, you know? Like, And you already lose half of the pitch when you smile with no fucking teeth. It's like, stop smoking crack. I don't know. I just got mad because of this guy looked at me. This guy looked at me in such a way that was like, you fucking liar, man. I want to hurt you right now. When I said no. And homeless people will snap me. You don't know if they'll snap. You don't know what they have on you. Anything like that. You don't know. That's, that's the scary part. And you guys heard the story when I, I had to talk to a guy. That's the thing. <clears throat> homeless are different everywhere. Homeless are different, you know, uh, they're, they're really kind of aggressive and out a lot in Washington, D.C. and in Cleveland. Um, I didn't see too many or I didn't get the feel of too many in Chicago, but I wasn't in Chicago too long. Um, New York, <clears throat> they're like they're like veterans at it. They just, uh, they just got a pitch that they stick with. I mean, they go down to the subways. That's what I would do. If I was homeless, I mean, even if they could, I would find a, like a little crevice somewhere down in the subway system. You know, I'd live like a ninja turtle, man. I'd be in the sewers, dude. I would, I would be, at least it's warm. You know, I'd find a way to save enough money off of the shit that I grubbed to get myself a blanket, maybe a pillow, put together a little, you know, something, and then I'd find like some secret little place down underground through the winter. You know, I would check in with Master Splinter every once in a while. <laughs> See what the turtles are doing. Okay, everybody, that was, uh, that, that's the cue that I need to, uh, no, I just wanted to put this out there because <clears throat> I was waiting and I, you know, I knew I was going to have a guest and I wanted to, you know, do that, but I was, um, I, I wanted to give you guys something, the first part to listen to, and then we're going to go, uh, and we're going to go, uh, get Giannis on here. So for part two, so, uh, let me get into some plugs now. And then when Giannis comes on, we'll do his plugs and all that for part two. Okay. Um, and again, thank you guys for listening and, uh, sorry for the wait, but I knew I was going to be coming into Cleveland with Giannis and I wanted to give you guys a guest and, and also some other stuff. So, um, I will be headlining Magoobie's Comedy Club January 17th and 18th, everybody. If you are in the Baltimore, Maryland area and you want to come out, it should be a great time. It should be a great show. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a nice place, 300-seater, 
and um, we're going to have a great time. Two shows Friday and two shows Saturday. That's January 17th and 18th at McGooby's Comedy Club um, in Baltimore or right outside of Baltimore, Timonium, whatever it is. It's right, it's right there. It's Baltimore. Baltimore is like top club out there. So please come and check me out there. Also, um, the paulverzi.com website is updated with uh, more dates. Uh, for January, and I'm starting to put more dates um, for February and March, and and uh, gonna make some announcements on a couple of tours that I am going to be doing. I am going to be doing a tour um, of uh, Canada. I'm gonna be doing a tour of Canada with Bill Burr, and I'm going to be doing a United States tour with. Um, Jason Lawhead and Joe Bartnick and those dates. Hopefully we're going to be starting to make some announcements on those dates and what cities and where in the country we're going to be. So uh, we're looking forward to that and that's going to be awesome. So please check that out and um, it should be great. You know, the, the the cities that we're going to go to are cities that we either been to that are great comedy crowds or, you know, but I think we want to hit... Uh, I, th- I think the places that we definitely are going to go to, we, we were talking about New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, uh, as far as the East Coast also. And then uh, Lawhead's territory was going to be like around, um, you know, Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, where I'm at now. Um, we are also going to thinking about doing Pittsburgh. And then on the West Coast, we are going to do um, Los Angeles, San Diego, Las Vegas, and um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's um, basically going to be a Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast Presents Tour. And it's just a lot of guys that Bill has uh, basically, you know, put on and, and helped out and had open for him and, and friends and people that he, you know, that he puts on and, and wants people to come out and see. So it's going to be a really great thing. And we're really happy that, uh, that uh, they're behind it. So check that out. That will be in that. We're, we're in the negotiations. Um, we're in the negotiations now. If anything changes with this, of course, I'll let you know. Um, but hopefully nothing changes for the worse. We're going to get that going. And um, that's it. So check that out. This has been part one. Wanted to address some things. Stop sending those emails. That was on the unacceptable part. Uh, you know, stop sending those emails with the stupid jokes from your corporate thing. Okay. And um, that's it. So I'll be back with um part two so you, I, i'm gonna put this out there now you guys can listen to part one and then um i'm gonna put part two out there uh with uh yanis pappas uh, later today uh and we'll have a good time with that so you guys get two verzi effects this week all right everybody thanks so much hope you enjoyed it and i'll uh, talk to you guys soon